I want to add to um, our, our time of joys your thanks for praying for my family and for me as we, as we laid Samantha's grandmother to rest. Um, it was as hard as I thought it would be, um, but your prayers were a great, a, great, a great asset to me, and I greatly appreciate it. Um, it's for that reason that you don't have a, a scripture listed or a title. And I'll admit to you, I don't have a title except this, encourage one another. That's the point of what I'm going to say to you this morning. And we will be reading from the 10th chapter of the epistle to the Hebrews, beginning with verse 11. And every priest stands day after day at his service, offering again and again the same sacrifices that can never take away sins. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, He sat down at the right hand of God. And since then He has been waiting until His enemies would be made a footstool for His feet. For by a single offering He has perfected for all time those who are sanctified. And the Holy Spirit also testifies to us For after saying, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord, I will put my law in their hearts and I will write them on their minds. He also adds, I will remember their sins and their lawless deeds no more. Where there is forgiveness of these, there is no longer any offering for sin. Therefore, my friends, since we have confidence to enter the sanctuary by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that He opened for us through the curtain, that is, through His flesh. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us approach with a true heart and full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, for He who has promised is faithful. And let us consider how to provoke one another to love and good deeds, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. There was a curtain in the temple. The temple was the place that the Hebrew people believed was the intersection of heaven and earth. And that God's presence dwelt there above the Ark of the Covenant. But there was a curtain there. A curtain that separated the people from the presence of God. And in the Gospel stories, we're told that at Jesus' death, that curtain was torn from top to bottom. And the way to God was opened for us through the blood of Christ. Only once a year could the priest go behind the curtain into God's presence. Only once a year on the Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur, they could carry the blood of a calf there and make atonement for the people's sins. But every other day of the rest of the year, they stood outside that curtain and made offerings on another altar. 
for the sins of the people. And there was a constant reminder to the consciences of the people that they, they were outside of God's direct presence. That there was no direct way to come to God. That they could only approach through the priests. And then the priests could only approach once a year. A constant reminder of separation from God. And the writer of the Hebrews wants us to know that that's been done away with in the blood of Christ. That because of Christ's sacrifice, the, temp, the curtain that separates us, the veil that separates us from God's presence is gone. And we can come into God's presence with boldness to seek help in our time of need. He wants us to know that Jesus has taken away our sins because we have faith in Him, that His sacrifice is once for all, never to be repeated. And because of that, there's no more sacrifice for sins. And He says because of that, we should have confidence. Confidence that we can enter God's presence, that we can enter the sanctuary That we have a great priest over the household of God who is Jesus Christ, who prays for us, who sits at the right hand of God, the place of power in the universe, to intercede for us, to pray for us, and to acknowledge us before our Father in heaven. And so he tells us to come forward the full assurance of faith, faith in the work that Christ has done for us, that we can come to God and be received. We will not be pushed away. That we can come with a true heart, sprinkled with pure water, as baptized people of Christ. And He gives us some instruction. He tells us to hold fast to our confession that Jesus is Lord, I believe is what He means. That Christ is Lord of our life, that He is the one who matters. To hold on to the confession of our hope without wavering that we can come into God's presence because of what Christ has done. Because the one who has promised is faithful. Because God is faithful. And then He encourages us to encourage each other to provoke one another to love and good deeds for what Christ has done is all about love. And if we are the people of Christ, then our lives should all be all about love. He's calling us to let the work of Christ take hold in us for our sins to be taken away because it is sin that provokes us to hatred. But the gift of Christ provokes us to love and good deeds. He encourages us to continue to meet together. And then He says these words. Encourage one another. If any of you have ever been encouraged, you might recognize the sentiment that William Ward expresses in these words. He says, Flatter me and I may not believe you. Criticize me and I may not like you. Ignore me and I may not forgive you. Encourage me. And I will not forget you. There was a little child who knew what it meant to be encouraged. He walked up to his dad and said, Dad, let's play darts. I'll throw them. You say wonderful. The value of encouragement. 
Jean Nidtek, a 220-pound woman who struggled to lose weight, decided she needed the encouragement of other people and started meeting with other people to encourage one another to lose weight and Weight Watchers was born. A group of people encouraged one another and now millions of people have found the encouragement to change their lives. There was a man who was ousted from his profession because of an indiscretion he committed. And the only job he could get where the people thought he could be trusted was hauling concrete blocks in a wheelbarrow. And he did this and did it and did it as hard as he could, but the supervisor was never satisfied with his work. He was always critical and always beat him up. And finally the man said, you know, today when I get my paycheck, I'm quitting. No one here cares about me. Even though it was the only job he could get, he had decided he had had all he could take. His boss walked up to him. came around with the paychecks, he handed the man his envelope and he made the first civil comment he had heard in three weeks. He said, hey, there's a woman in the front office who knows you. She says she takes care of your kids sometimes. Who? The foreman named the woman who sometimes helped in the nursery of the church where the man and his family worshipped. The foreman then went on with his rounds. When the man who carried... Bricks and mortar opened his envelope. He found, along with his check, a handwritten note from the payroll clerk. It said this, When one part of the body of Christ suffers, we all suffer with it. Just wanted you to know that I'm praying for you these days. He stared at the note, astonished at God's timing. He hadn't even known the woman worked for his company. And here at his lowest hour, she had given him the courage to go on to push another wheelbarrow of mortar up that ramp. Dear ones, it is our job together to encourage each other to push the burdens of this life up the ramp. To give them over to Christ. To live as a people of love, even in the midst of hate and evil. It is our job to encourage one another to trust Christ with our hearts. To trust Christ with the things we have so that the things we have don't have us. It's our job to live together in such a way that shows our community that there's a different way of life. That Christ is remaking us in His image, in the image of love. In just a few seconds, I'm going to call some forward who are coming to be part of us and enter into a covenant with us to do that. To live lives of encouragement together. I'm going to commend them to you with these words. Do all in your power to increase their faith. To confirm their hope and perfect them in love. That's what the writer of Hebrews is calling us to do for each other. Perfect our faith to confirm our hope and to change us in love. We do that by encouraging one another. Encouraging each other not to forgive up. Not to give up. Encouraging one another to trust Christ in all things. Encouraging one another to seek Christ with our whole life.
Dear ones, encourage one another. So that the world may see in you that Christ has the power to take away sin and give you life. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. With the sheriff.